Creating business isn't about doing hashtag all the things. It's about doing the right thing at the right time to create systems for success. Welcome to the Master the Sales Game podcast. Each week, I'll be sharing specific strategies, tactics, and practical know-how from myself and other successful business owners, helping you grow and scale your business. I'm your host, Susan McVeigh, helping you master the sales game and sell with more ease without the sleaze. I'm excited to have you here. Thanks for spending time with me today. Now, let's get started. I can't wait for you to dive into this episode with me with my good friend, Veronica Sagastumi, otherwise known as V, talking all about how to create uh, content systems in your business, right? So the things that are going to allow you to have the most freedom so that you can create, plan, and share the key content on social media without being a slave to creating, 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 right? So who the heck is V? Well, Veronica Segestumi is an ex-corporate CFO turned content marketing strategist with a passion for helping accounting, bookkeeping, and tax business owners create their content to increase their visibility on social media and grow their business online. After a 20-year corporate career as an accounting and finance executive in Silicon Valley and the San Francisco Bay Area, Veronica faced a personal life event which led her to make a bold decision to trade her corner office for a home office. In 2011, she left her CFO position to start her own consulting practice to work with startup companies as their business consultant. And fueled by her experience, she skyrocketed her practice to quick success. Now, in 2016, Veronica ventured online to help other accounting, finance, and tax business owners learn how to show up online with a strong content marketing strategy to attract and connect with clients, helping them to show up like the experts they are is her primary vision and goal. Veronica has built a thriving consulting and coaching business from the comfort of her own home and is excited to share her journey. And I can't wait for you to hear all of the gems that we dropped in this episode, really talking about how you can start from scratch to leverage and use the power of social media and what type of content should you be working on in the first place, right? So the two must know things before you can use social media in your business to not only uh, create content, but ultimately convert those people who are listening and watching your content and turn them into paying customers. We talk about an easy three-step framework for how you can actually create a system to organize how you're creating all of that content or repurposing content that you might already have and using what she likes to call her paint by numbers system. It is so drop dead easy. When you hear how this works for you and your business, you're going to wonder why you've made things more complicated than you need to. And of course, we're going to talk about how you can actually connect with people, how you can actually begin the conversations and continue conversations with folks that are drawn to the content that you're putting out there on social media so that you can, in fact, take some time and truly be social. That and so much more is waiting for you on the other side of this episode, and I can't wait for you to dive right on in. Let's get started. V, I am so excited to have you here today. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Susan. It's about time. I can't believe I'm finally here. (laughs) 
I know, right? Oh my yeah. gosh. It's it's been far, far too long, but I can't wait to dive into this topic because content creation and social media, I know is something that for all business owners is like it's a cornerstone. And and I'm really um, interested in finding out a little bit more as we kind of unpack this because it's such a meaty topic. But to start us off, because <laughs> I know that, you know, growing your consulting practice largely offline and then now moving more into the online space where the the large focus of your business is using online digital content, uh, social media, how has what you do and this maybe the systems that you've incorporated, how have they changed and evolved as your business has changed and evolved? Oh my goodness. It's like, it's one of those things where you say, if I knew then what I know now, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but in the beginning, when I was growing my consulting practice, like you said, offline, it was a lot of that direct marketing, meaning like personal networks, reaching out, whether it was through email or a call or texting, direct messaging, but it was really using the people that I had either worked with before or that I had met through conferences or had built a relationship by using their own services throughout the corporate career that I had prior to starting my consulting business. So that type of marketing is very different than the online space, right? When I showed up in the online space, I didn't even have a Facebook account. I was holding out, <laughs> but shame on me because I did not understand the role that social media could have in business or how I could use it to leverage the this whole other space or this market that was untapped for someone like myself that had been in corporate, not only as a career, but then building a consulting practice. And so it was kind of like early on, it was ed education. It was trying to understand and absorb as much as I could and trying to understand how is it that you could use social media to your advantage to not only uh, start a business in the online space, but to run and scale a business, because that's the whole opportunity with social media, right? You can have, or being online, you can have a greater reach and a deeper impact beyond your local community or, or geographically speaking. So I would say it has evolved from education to testing, to strategy, to having a system that works that you can then rinse and repeat over and over again. I love that. And I think, um, I mean, there's always a, a newer or a better or, you know, the, the grass is always greener sort of technology yeah. piece, especially as it relates to social media. Mm -hmm. So I love the fact that you really have been able to, to dive in and say, first, I need to educate myself and then I need to kind of test different things. Mm -hmm. And now I can think more strategically. Mm -hmm. So I'd love for us to dive in a little bit deeper about what, like, can you give us some action items on how right now, if, if you are, let's do two different things. Like mm -hmm. if you're just starting out and you're just diving into social media in order to grow your business, because let's face it right now, you're probably thinking I have a million and one different things that I could do and, and be on. Mm -hmm. How do you start out? Like what mm -hmm. are maybe one, two or three action items that we could be able to implement right now if we're just starting to use a social media platform in our business. And then we'll we'll flip over to somebody who is more established and growing where maybe like yourself didn't really fully utilize the mm -hmm. power of using social media to be able to grow. 
Oh, I love that. I love it. It's almost like an if then scenario. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so let's do it. So for the new person, the one that's just starting out and already feels overwhelmed with all the social media aspects of, you know, you've got your TikTok and your Instagram and, and in, even in Instagram, you've got the story and the feed and the, and the reels. Oh my God. IGTV. It's all the things. It's so easy to start getting overwhelmed before you even get started and talk yourself out of it. And so uh, with my newbies, I would say, Two things. You have to ask people that you want to work with or the prospect clients that you want to have, you have to ask, where is it that they hang out? If you don't know, it's a guessing game. You could try to guess, but that's not the way that we are going to do a strategy, right? We're going to go and ask people that you either feel comfortable with or that you see online. That would be someone that you would work with and approach them through a direct message or a te- you know, uh, some w- whatever way that you can reach them in the online space. Or maybe you book a call with them and say, no pitch, no obligation, no commitment. I just have like two or three questions for you, but you need to find out where is it that they're hanging out. And then the second thing would be, once you realize that what platform they're hanging out, ask yourself, you got to check yourself. I'm going to, I'm going to go into some rap song in a minute, <laughs> but you got to check yourself and, and think, is that a platform that I would feel comfortable showing up in? Because if it's something like TikTok, which is all video, but you hate video, you're not going to do it. So you have to be realistic about just pick one platform that you believe your prospects are going to be in and that you're going to enjoy showing up in because it's going to resonate with you. For example, uh, for me, LinkedIn is my primary. It didn't used to be LinkedIn, but right now LinkedIn is my primary platform that I lead with. And then I introduced other ones, but for the newbie, just pick one, make sure that it resonates with you. And here is the next one. The number three, what kind of content are you going to enjoy creating to then be consistent in delivering? And what I mean by that is, do you like to write? Maybe you're going to write captions that go along with a graphic. Do you like to create tutorial videos? That's how I started. I didn't show my face on video, but I sure knew how to share my desktop. Are you going to want to maybe create a video or a more casual video or a more, um, what like curated. So you have to think about, is it an audio, which is like a podcast, or you could even uh, create an infographic or uh, a graphic that you can then voice over for a few seconds? Or do you want to write those long form type of captions that you can share on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn? Again, just pick one platform. I'm not suggesting you start with all three, but you have to, A, again, going back to find out where your prospect clients are hanging out in, Second, is that a platform that you're going to enjoy showing up in? And third, what type of content will you create consistently to then show up and share in this platform? And you have, it's like a muscle, you know, you build it up, the the more you do it, the easier it gets, the faster you get, it just sort of, at one point, it just clicks. But in the beginning, you feel like, oh my gosh, so much, so much. But you, whether you want it or not, whether you like it or not, you start to develop your own system of creating, showing up sharing, engaging. I love that B. And what what I would ask is that when we're thinking about people who are more established, so if you have an existing business and maybe you haven't been maximizing or utilizing social media as much as you uh, want to, or you believe would help to impact, how would we change any of those things that we just talked about, right? Like, so uh, would we change the focus on 
where our ideal clients are hanging out or what platform that we want to you know, share more consistently or the mm-hmm. types of content out of those three things, where would we focus more time and attention? How would it be different for me as a more established business owner that is looking to now grow my client base, grow my, mm-hmm. my business uh, using the power of putting out content on social media? Mm-hmm. I think that's a great question because it does change, right? As, as seasoned business owners in the online space, we sort of elevate the type of content that we create. That's where the focus goes into. Initially, you know, you're just sort of like grasping, you know, the whole concept and you're creating the images or the video or the, the quick, quick uh, messaging as more seasoned uh, professionals and business owners, we start to really understand the pain points that our clients have. And we also understand that there is a journey that we need to take them on. And there's t- different types of content that we create for those different, you know, uh, journey sections or paths that they're in. I'm struggling with the word to call it, but, you know, it's like we have to create the type of content that will resonate with our client at the stage that they're in, because once we're seasoned, we have more than one offer. We have more than one way to work with us. And we have, we are able to help our, our clients through the different aspects of their own journey by the different offers that we make. So it's up to us to really create the kind of content that will not only resonate, like attract connect and convert with our prospect clients. And the way that we do that is whether we're creating content that is for brand recognition, for trust, for us to teach them. That's how, you know, everybody says add value, add value. Adding value simply means create the kind of content that will teach and solve a problem. We as seasoned business owners start to really recognize where the problem is, where they are in their journey, and then we have a solution for them. And while we're creating content, whether it's brand recognition to build trust or then to ultimately make an offer, we're always seeding that that messaging. We're constantly sharing uh, how we how we work with our clients, the problem that we solved, how we solved it, and all throughout we're like teaching them what it would be like to work with us, the kind of transformation that they can expect after they work with us, how we've been able to help other people like them, so that when we share stories, that's the whole thing of like a seasoned uh, business owner in the online space. We all start to realize how important storytelling is, you know, because that's how you're able to then as a prospect client, they can see themselves in that story that you're sharing. And all of a sudden they may not remember every single step that you shared with them, but they will remember the story that you share because they're like, that was me. That's how I feel. Or, oh my God, I'm so there. I get it. I can't tell you how many times I'm sure you experience the same thing, Susan, where we get those DMs and it's like, I'll share an episode that I was uh, interviewed on and they'll ask me, how did you know what I was thinking? You totally spoke to me because that's what I'm going through or that's how I was feeling yesterday. Just, it's awesome when we get those messages. It comes with time. It doesn't happen in the very beginning. It doesn't happen you know, immediately overnight. This is a long game, guys. It doesn't happen overnight. If you think, oh, within two weeks, I got it. It's, we've been at this for a while. You know, Susan and I have been at this for quite a few years. And it does take time and it goes through an evolution. So the more seasoned you are, I think your, your content game gets up leveled. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I think this is where, when, regardless of where you are in your journey, content is like a giant rabbit hole, right? Where, I mean, Mm -hmm. who hasn't been there where you 
uh, look up some random thing on Google and it <laughs> pops you into YouTube. And then four hours later, mm -hmm. you're looking at something totally different <laughs> than what. And you look at the tabs, you look at the tabs in your browser and you're like, oh my, 32, how? <laughs> like what in the world just happened, right? And I, I, and I know yeah. that uh, when we first start out, you feel like, oh my gosh, like I'm never going to possibly get there. And I think this is where, when we think about social media and when we think about our content marketing in particular, that it all fits together, right? And then it's really important mm -hmm. that we look at all of these things in conjunction. So start with where you are really, I love what you shared, right? Because it's very similar to what I um, share, which is really around how could you be consistent? And again, consistency doesn't mean that you're producing tens or hundreds or thousands of pieces of content. This is about, mm -mm. we want to focus on the quality more than the quantity. And if mm -hmm. your ideal clients knew what, what you want to share with them, how could it help mm -hmm. transform their lives? How could it help impact their lives and make it better today? And it doesn't always have to be a how-to or something specific in terms of like a strategy or a tactic. Mm -hmm. It can simply be what you shared, V, which is really around like knowing that you're not alone and knowing that somebody else has gone through this and somebody else has experienced mm -hmm. what I've experienced so that I don't have to feel like I'm crazy or... <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Right? It's just me. It's I'm the only one. And knowing that there's somebody out there that has gone mm -hmm. through the same level of pain, the same level of frustration, mm -hmm. the same uh, challenges that you have, and they are moving ahead and that they mm -hmm. per perhaps have actually come out on top and ahead Um in terms of being able to completely transform their lives or their their businesses or whatever the area of, of focus is. And I think that's the key thing is that sometimes we just underestimate how impactful our stories are. And every single minute exactly. of your life is a story. And I remember when uh, you and I first met and I think you, you actually sh said to me, I don't have any stories. I'm not very interesting. Yeah, yeah. My background is all in accounting and finance for God's sakes, you know, <laughs> right. Kind of a boring and my background is finance uh -huh. and the same thing. It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's kind of boring. Right. But the reality mm -hmm. is like, when you think about right now, all the things that you've done, even just today, mm -hmm. that's a story, mm -hmm. right? How you pour your coffee for yourself, yeah. how you get up in the morning. What, what, what did you just do as part of your morning routine? All of that is a story and it's an opportunity for you to be able to connect with your uh, ideal clients and the, and the people that you're here to serve. So let's unpack a little bit because I know that you had shared, you know, uh, a lot of different types of content that people can use. How do you... Mm -hmm. How do you start to organize? Because I think this is the, the other pieces, right? Like, how do you start to systemize or systematize um, the content that you have? So, because let's face it, even if you're in the early stages, if you are creating, mm -hmm. even if it's one piece of quality content every single week, at the end of the year, you mm -hmm. have 52 pieces of content. Exactly. And if you're more exactly. seasoned, you have even more content. I don't know about you, V, but I 
It's like, uh, yeah. where do it's, you even begin? It's a vault. So it's a vault. Maybe help us to understand when you're thinking mm-hmm. about, you know, social media and you want to be consistent and you want to show up and you want to add value and you have all this content mm-hmm. or you're, you know, trying to create mm-hmm. all this content. What are some of your best tips, tricks, strategies, and hacks, or even tools like systems that we could yeah. use that would help yeah. us to maximize our time, mm-hmm. still be consistent, but also give the value that we want so that it's not just like, you know, doing it for the sake of doing yeah, it. Constant yeah, constant overwhelm. Yeah, yeah. So I love this question so much because I actually have almost like a real life example right now. I've been working with these uh, this client and it's a partnership and they came, you know, they have no idea what to create. They're like feeling overwhelmed. You know, they're trying to just thinking they thought they were going to have to show up and create all this content. And their question to me was, when the heck are we supposed to take care of our clients? <laughs> and so I said, I got you. Let's just calm down a minute. And, you know, went through the process of let's just select one. They asked 15 clients, where do they hang out? Because it's a practice. And they found out where they hang out is mainly on Instagram. So we started there and then we said, or I walked them through, let's pick three to four topics that you're an expert in. We call it our zone of genius, our, you know, our, just like our awesome sauce. What are the three to four things that you want to be known for that you can talk about over and over again that will, you know, uh, showcase your expertise, build trust, create a relationship and have a little fun with it. So those three to four areas, depending on your industry, could look very different, right? But, you know, it could be like, I'll use myself as an example. I talk a lot about content creation, but I also talk about repurposing, right? Stretching the life of the content you create. And then I talk about mindset and scaling your business online using social media. Those are four different categories. Now I can get busy thinking or brainstorming. Maybe I give myself like a timer, 15, 20 minutes to come up with a bunch of topics or questions under each one of those core topics or, you know, our zone of genius. Because once you have, that's like your library, that's like your, your, where you're going to go pick, you know, a topic. But what I like to do next is once, let's just go with the Instagram example. We say, you're going to, you decided you're only going to create content to publish from Monday through Friday. So that's five pieces of content. Okay. What, what are the topics? Now you may think, oh, it's a zone of genius. Yeah, but you could be a little bit of like, maybe Monday is your frequently asked question, or maybe that's Friday, Friday, frequently asked question Friday. Maybe Monday you're teaching a quick tip. Maybe uh, Tuesday is a behind the scenes of something you're creating. Because like we were just talking about that, Susan, like our, our daily routine, what we do throughout the day, that could be documented through a caption or a graphic or a video or an IGTV, whatever you choose to create. You know, we could just tell people what we're working on and it could be a behind the scenes where people get invested in what we're creating and when it's going to come out. And especially if we uh, make them part of the conversation. So you pick your three to four core topics. You brainstorm like maybe seven to 10 items under each one of like ideas of what you would talk about to, you know, continue to build that trust, that relationship. Then you come up with a theme for each one of those days, Monday through Friday. And I just wanted to, I was, I called them up because I have so many that I just, you know, maybe one day is a little humor just for fun. Another day could be debunking a myth. Um, I know that with my background, you know, accounting, bookkeeping, tax, and uh, financial services, 
uh, I, I'm constantly debunking a myth of like, you know, like we're not all boring. Okay. We actually do have a sense of humor <laughs> or we share a joke or a meme. Uh, but another one could just be actually sharing an article, but with your point of view, your perspective or a quote, but what, when do you call up? When do you recall that quote? Why does it mean something to you? For each one of those days, you create a theme. I gave you just, a, I think like six of them just now. Um, I, one of the things that I like to recommend for my clients is have a theme where you share testimonials. Now that is so powerful, where you know, like maybe every Thursday, you're going to call it a throwback Thursday, but instead of making it about yourself, you make it about one of your clients and it's, it's a testimonial Thursday and you highlight what they said. You don't have to share the entire uh, testimonial, just one sentence that you can really capture the essence and then you write a caption that goes along with it. So now all of those one Monday through Friday, you repeat, rinse and repeat. Every Monday, you're going to share the same theme, whether it's a, a you know, little training video and on Tuesday is another quick tip. A Wednesday is maybe like a shared article. Thursday is testimonial. Friday is frequently asked questions. You do the exact same themes every single week, but you're creating a different piece of content that you're drawing from that library that you just created, you know, your three to four core topics, the list of brainstorming items or themes or topics that you want to talk about to reinforce that core area of expertise. And through it all, you start to show up consistently with rest, you know, re like you're sharing the same message over and over again, just you're using a different topic, a different headline, a different maybe uh, story, a different call to action but you're being very consistent with how you're showing up, when you're showing up and the message that you are sharing. I love that. Guys, listen, if you did not take notes, go back and rewind <laughs> because that was a whole framework of stuff and I couldn't keep up with mm -hmm. writing down notes as, as quick as I, <laughs> as I could. But what I want you to know is that for me, like it, it kind of fell into three main things, right? Is first to start with, you, your zone of genius, which is really the thing that you're here on earth to do, right? The thing that you help people mm -hmm. with that, yes, uh, depending on where you are in your business, you may be wearing a whole bunch of hats. So maybe you're thinking about a whole bunch of stuff all at the same time. This is not the place to do that in your content. <laughs> your content <laughs> is the place where you, uh, what I like to call it is like your megaphone moment. Like if you were mm -hmm. in a burning building or if you were on the stage, because essentially social media, it gives you a platform, it gives you a stage, it gives you mm -hmm. a, a place to uh, not only talk at people, but ideally I want you to talk with people, like for mm -hmm. them and yes. stop talking at them, right? Like, and so while you want to imagine this whole process as feeling like, if I gave you the megaphone, what would you need to say? You don't want to feel like you're just shouting at people. And that's where when you know, I have a message inside of me, and this is what I'm called to do. And this is what I'm called to say, then looking mm -hmm. at those areas, right, three to four areas that V had mentioned to us to really showcase if your zone of genius could be packaged up into these four core areas, what would you be talking about? And then taking some time to brainstorm so that you have some different topics, some different ideas. And then we layer that on with those themes. And I love the idea of really making sure that you incorporate those client testimonials. Why not utilize mm -hmm. 
those past wins that your clients have gotten so that you can attract more clients that want to do the same Mm -hmm. thing. And really just looking at even these three core focus areas, like going from areas to topics to themes can really help us to dial in our content creation process so that we're not overwhelmed. It becomes much more of a, a framework for a system that we can use on an ongoing basis. And as a result, it allows us to be much more consistent without that overwhelm, right? So that we can go. Exactly. Now let's be social. Yes. Yes. I love that because the the now let's be social. That's the whole thing about you're not showing up on social media as a chore. It is, it is your mark, part of your marketing strategy. If you have a business, you have to create content. It is part of your marketing strategy to run and scale a business for profit mm-hmm. because we're not nonprofits here. We, we have a business to generate an, a revenue, uh, you know, whether it's more multiple lines of revenue, it doesn't matter. You are there to run and scale a business that generates profits. Otherwise, it's an expensive hobby. And so, yeah, this, and you know, oftentimes people will get stuck with the whole, what do I write? What do I create? How do all the things just start slow, one platform, your topics. I I love what you said. It's like areas, topics, themes, Mm. boom. Yeah. And then you tweak it and you make it your own. And that's how you come up with your own framework. Exactly. But follow somebody's framework to begin with, to make sure that it works and you've, you've adopted a good process and strategy and consistency. And then you're like, okay, I think that works for me. And I'm going to let go, let go of what doesn't serve you. I love it. As you like to remind me all the time, all the time, lesson release. Well, and I think, (laughs) you know, I love the fact that you had shared use somebody else's framework. A lot of my clients, that's how they started. They weren't so great at writing. They weren't so great at creating this content. And so what they would do is piggyback off of the content that I would create because it really, it, it made sense to them. It's something that they could resonate Mm -hmm with, right? Like they resonated with a post, they resonated with a message, they resonated with a theme or a core area. And what we would do is just take that and apply that into their area of focus, their zone of genius, their client base. And it allowed Mm -hmm. them to then work with a structure that made things a lot easier and simpler because sometimes you, I mean, who hasn't sat there with the blank, blank, the blinking cursor, blank, 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 (laughs) taunting you. (laughs) <laughs> right. And you go, and yeah. that's writer's block, right? Where you have you totally. have to write X amount of words or X amount of pages. Mm-hmm. And you just mm-hmm. once you start, it's a lot easier, but it's just starting. And sometimes it can mm-hmm. be easier to start with a framework or a proven blueprint or something that somebody mm-hmm. else said. And so I love being able to jump off of another piece of content where Mm -hmm. it's your spin on it, right? So if you're Mm -hmm. looking at, as an example, like based on what what V had shared, you know, I I said, okay, great. I love this idea. Let's drill this down and go into ideas and topics Mm -hmm. and themes. And maybe I'll put a little bit of a spin on it and say, well, I think if you actually created, and funny enough, I have this in my business where we created like a five by five grid where you can mm-hmm. do a five by five, it's daily themes, but it gives you enough of a framework where you can mix it yeah. up and it yep. still fits into what you had shared here. But mm-hmm. if I shared this, then it would be my little spin, my little unique take mm-hmm. on something that you just shared. And as exactly. a result, it's, it's similar, but it's different. It's yours. 
Right. It's yours. That's how we, that's how we grab onto it. And it's like, you know, we all say, you know, we never advocate copying. Right. But if you can think of it, all these frameworks that we know we're saying framework, blueprint, roadmap, it's a template. It's almost like a, I say paint by numbers. I use that analogy all the time, you know, where it's like, yeah, it's a paint by numbers, but if you, everybody's would look different because you have a different perspective of color and you know it's just it's a different thing and so we can absolutely follow the same framework but I promise you we would end up with a totally different you know it's like playing telephone do you ever play that when you were a kid and you you know what you start out with and what you end up with it's completely different it's the same thing with creating content or adapting and adopting and adapting somebody else's framework to your own, your own experience, your own stories, your own call to action. That's, you know, there's just so much variety out there that you don't need to copy, but you can follow a framework that works. Yeah, exactly. I, I love the fact that you pointed that out, B, because I think a lot of times, and especially because I did mention, you know, a lot of, of clients will start out. And I think a mm-hmm. lot of your clients start out Mm-hmm. either mimicking or piggybacking mm-hmm. off of content themes that you have created because it it does it does click right it does it does mm-hmm. create a, an emotional connection and so it's really about putting your own spin on it putting your own perspective uh voicing mm-hmm. your own opinion using your own stories like you had shared mm-hmm. with us at the very beginning that stories are so important about how we are remembering uh, the things that we're sharing on a day-to-day basis. And I think that mm-hmm. for me, like the the learned experience, we both come from a corporate background, but our stories of corporate are similar, but they're also different. We worked in different mm-hmm. industries. We've worked in different companies. We've worked with different clients. And so while the experience might feel similar, the story itself will differentiate and make things mm-hmm. very specific for, for each one of us. And that way our content will never have to be exactly the same. And I, exactly. I don't think anybody needs to, even if you're using a swipe file, right? Cause I often mm-hmm. work off of swipes. You don't too. need to use the exact words. You need mm-hmm. to substitute your story for the other person's story. And think mm-hmm. about the emotional connection that those, um, those, the components of your content is really having, having so that exactly. we can be social. And I love the, that you, uh, you remind us too, right? That <laughs> it shouldn't feel like a chore. And I know that sometimes no. it can feel like a chore when content is really heavy. You've given us so much information here around the, the actual, like, how do we use the social media? How do we use mm-hmm. our content? Um, a framework and a system that we can use in order to implement whether we're uh, in the earlier stages or uh, in the later stages. Um, I know that you have a free resource for us. I want to kind of dive into how do we go from social media and content and then um, using social media for actually being social and and actually growing our network? Because I know that you have Mm -hmm. an amazing guide that will help us to nurture Mm -hmm. our network and our existing uh, community or existing contacts. But what about those people that now the content is designed to create those social connections because we're being social on social media? How do we start Mm -hmm. filling in that gap? Yeah, that's, I love that you said Nurture Your Network because that's exactly the name of my freebie, the the resource that I'm going to share with you guys. But it's a lot of times, you know, I think that especially early on, 
we think that the social media aspect and publishing or sharing our content there, that's the, that's the start and end of it, when it's really just the beginning of the conversation. We have to then work on continuing the conversation off of that social media platform. And it could go as, um, as simple as you share a piece of content, maybe you, uh, you respond to comments being you know, left and then you go into the direct messages. And from the direct message, maybe you invite them to, which, hey, I have this resource that I'd love to share with you. And again, it's about continuing the conversation. It's not a sales pitch because I think that you, you, you and I agree in this. It's like if we do our job in the marketing aspect of this building, the relationship, building trust, the no like and trust factor that we talk about in the online space, then we don't really have to. We're not convincing people to buy our thing. We're making the invitation to hop on a call. We're making the invitation to learn more, enroll, or simply the organic journey of that conversation starts with social media, a direct message, whether it's on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, every platform has it as a way for you to connect beyond the, the public um, platform. And then you invite them to grab your resource or to come and you know, schedule a chat with you 20 minutes or to go and read something else or listen to a podcast in your case, Susan, like I listen to your podcast regularly. And so there's all kinds of things, whatever, wherever they're at, you could all, you have so many episodes already that you could be like, here's a link to this episode that I think would be really helpful to you. Then maybe later on you, you continue the conversation and by reaching out for something else. But ultimately the, the guide that I created is called nurture your network and in it, it has swipe files, but it's it's more of a guide. It's a guide to reignite a conversation or the relationship with a contact that you already made, whether it was, you know, from those business cards we collected when we could all be in the same room <laughs> at a networking event, or, you know, from uh, someone that we worked with or worked for, or that we volunteered with. It, it doesn't matter, but we have all collected contacts throughout our entire career, whether it was in corporate or a previous business that we had or in our current business. So it's a matter of reigniting that relationship in a way that's not salesy. Like you and I talk about, it is not about making the sale right from the get-go. It is about starting and continuing the conversation in a very authentic and organic way. So my guide, um, the Nurture Your Network guide, talks about six different emails. And I say emails, but you could do this through your direct message, a text, a voice. Oh, and I want to share a, a pro tip in a minute about the audio function feature, but you could create the same exact dialogue using those six email templates, because I tell you what the purpose of each one is. It is almost like a fill in the blank. By the time you customize it and have those ready to go, have them ready to go so that you're not having to create each one at every single stage. You have a framework to follow with that guide and then use it and adapt it to serve you with the direct messages, a text, an audio um, message, or an email. So yeah, I, I want to share that pro tip in a minute. Yeah. I mean, now we're on the edge of our seats, V, because <laughs> I'm sure I'm not the only one that's wondering, okay, so that's all great. Um, and guys, if you uh, need your uh, your nurture your network guide is going to be down below in the show notes. So we will have that linked up for you um, below. Um, but share your pro tip V. We want to know. It's one of my favorite ones because so many people don't know or they don't use it. And I will tell you that I've been sharing this almost daily now. Every single one of our social media 
platforms like Facebook, Instagram, my latest one, LinkedIn. I say latest one because I've just been talking to so many people about to use it. Mm. In your mobile device, it doesn't always happen on your desktop, but your mobile device, these social media channels have the, the mic. Oh, the it's voice audio message. The voice audio message. And so when you send a vo- uh, an audio message to someone through, and I'm going to use LinkedIn for a minute, people cannot resist but to listen to it because it's not another email, another uh, text. It's not a link to something else. It's, it's literally you press the button, you leave a message, and they're going to listen to it. They can't resist it. And if you use their name in that message, such a personal note. I recently uh, was speaking to a colleague, and she was trying to fill her... Um, uh, it's it's not a virtual summit. It was like a retreat, but it was she had to change it obviously because people can't travel and they can't be in the same room. But she was she was only looking to fill ten spots. It's high end, you know. It's um, very specific, and she had three seats left. And I said, "Hey, have you done the personal invitation through using the LinkedIn audio?" She didn't even know she had that because most of the time we're on our desktop right. with LinkedIn. Right. So you think of that as more like, oh, I can do that. Yeah, you can do that with Instagram and you can do that with Facebook and you can do that with LinkedIn. And wow. more often than not, you get such a great response because you they get to hear your voice. They get to hear the tone, the personal invitation. It's so much more personal. You talk about making connections and making and continuing that conversation. I have not had one audio message that has not been responded to. So test it. Let me know. Let us know. (laughs) Exactly. Right. So if you do take action on this pro tip, because I think this is one that we can all implement and do it really quickly. Right. Because the other pieces, Mm -hmm. I mean, these dropped so many gems here around specific action items, because, you know, we're all about action here and giving you real specific things that you can implement in your business today in order to be able to see results. Some things, though, obviously they take a a little while to implement, right? Like it's going to take you a little Mm -hmm. bit to go back to your, your clients and uh, people that you want to be connected to and ask them, where do you hang out and to gather that information and to create that content to create that structure. But this, my friends, is something that you can do right now. I'm going to guess that you could probably list out at least five, 10, 20 people that you have not talked to in a little while, right? And what Mm -hmm. better way, especially uh, when we think about the time of year that we're at, at the time of this recording, Mm -hmm. it's, it's the end of the year, we're falling into the holiday season. And when we think about uh, any time of the year, through January through December, I think basically every single month, depending on where in the world you are, there's Mm -hmm. probably a holiday happening at least once a month maybe once every two months. And to be honest, I mean, once a month, once every two months, that's pretty good to stay in contact with somebody that you Mm -hmm. may not have a super close relationship with. And to be able to put into your schedule, put into your calendar, you know, diarize for those of us that come Mm -hmm. from the old corporate world and, and are familiar Mm -hmm. with that word. Um, to put that into your diary and to say, hey, I'm going to check in and send, uh, I'm going to send via a quick note and just say, hey, I'm thinking Mm -hmm. about you. Uh, I know that the holidays are coming up or whatever that looks like. And to give them Mm -hmm. an audio message to ask, 
What are you working on? What are you excited mm-hmm. about? How can I be of service? Is there somebody that you're looking to connect with? Like, just think about mm-hmm. a quick way, right? Oof, that you could endless. Yeah. And endless. Be able to just say, happy Monday. What are you working mm-hmm. on this week? Mm-hmm. Happy Friday. What are you exactly. doing for the weekend? So it doesn't have to be complicated. What an incredibly authentic way to reach out, especially right now. This year has been challenging, but also you know, full of opportunity. This is one of those opportunities to genuinely reach out to people. How are you doing? It's been a minute. I was thinking about you. How's business? How's the family? There's so many, you're not asking all those questions with one person, by the way. <laughs> no, <laughs> one question at a time, <laughs> one question at a time, right? Because I think sometimes yeah. our natural enthusiasm for implementing mm-hmm. or taking something on mm-hmm will be it's overwhelming when we receive (laughs) that so just think you're starting the conversation I love that Mm -hmm. that reminder Mm -hmm. that you provided us with V is that you're just you're beginning the conversation Mm -hmm. excellent yeah go do it can't wait to hear right and if you do tag us tag us on social Mm -hmm. media um I'm at Susan McVeigh uh V you're at uh are you across all social media the same same handle most of them, Veronica L. Sagastumi. I'm there for Instagram and, and, uh, and LinkedIn, LinkedIn mostly. So Perfect, right? Mm-hmm. So tag us on IG, yeah. right? Tag us over on the grams and, and let us know <laughs> that you sent your audio and how that went for you. We'd love to give you a high five and just acknowledge you and shout out to you because Absolutely. it's scary doing new things, right? It's scary putting it yourself out there. Absolutely. Or even send us a voice message. Yeah. What? What? Do that. Let's do it. Let's do that. Because (laughs) I think it would be super fun to, uh, for you to practice, for us to Mm -hmm. receive just a Mm -hmm. quick note, and then we can pay that back and we're going to continue to pay that forward. Right. Because I think that's absolutely what we put out into the world is what we can expect to receive back. And I know that for you as an action taker, uh, doing the next step is really the thing that's going to create that momentum for, for each and every one of us in our in our day-to-day and to be able to improve our life and our business. V, this has been so much fun. Um, so much is there fun. anything else that we haven't missed? Because I, I feel like we went over like so much stuff <laughs> um, and that you think, you know, for somebody listening out, out there right now that is struggling to use content in their social media and to be consistent what's one maybe one thing that you want them to be able to understand or know um right now i i want to share that the imperfect action sort of mentality look if you wait until it's perfect until you think you know it all and that you feel more confident don't wait Take imperfect action because then you'll be able to see what landed or what didn't work, what didn't feel good. So you can tweak and get out there again. The the mindset that we all we all go through it, new level, new devil kind of thing. You know, we want to make sure that we know we have to just get out there and start testing it. Don't overcomplicate it. Get put what is that tunnel vision, you know, like put your blinders on, do your thing, follow, pick one strategy to follow, one framework to adopt, and go and test it. Take imperfect action because waiting, waiting is part, of, you know, if you wait till oh, oh, I want it to be perfect, that's fear. You're you're letting fear lead your action, and you're not going to do that anymore because we just talked to you, we walked you through, we shared so many tips that you can take imperfect action 
and, and start seeing how it feels for you. Because remember, it will get better. It'll get easier. You'll get faster. You'll gain more confidence the more you do it. So don't wait, start. I love that. Don't wait, start. If you want to stay connected to um, V, make sure that you grab her free resource. It's going to be linked up in the show notes below, Nurture Your Network Guide. And as she shared with us, she is most active uh, over on LinkedIn and also on Instagram. So be sure to make sure that you, you follow her, stay connected. V, I can't tell you how excited I was. And this episode has been just so jam-packed. <laughs> much stuff in there. <laughs> That's how it goes when we get together. Yeah. You know, we just try to jam pack everything. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> I, I've had a, such a great time. Thank you for inviting me. Awesome. Thank you so much. And we will have you back on, I know, um, to, to come back and, and share your, your wisdom with us. So thank you so much. And we will talk to you again very soon. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Be sure to let me know what you think by leaving a review. So I know how best to serve you. If you're enjoying this show, don't forget to share and hit subscribe so you know when the next show is up. See you next time.